Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Lion's Den with your host, the Queen Lioness herself, that woman, that chick, that queen, my sister, Simone A. Nicholas. This your boy, this the host, Uncle Lays, the co-host of the hostess. My job is to carry the water. Let's put our heads together for the lioness. <laughs> oh, Oh, just let yes. that ride a little bit. I'm gonna let it ride. I'm gonna let it ride. Cause I ain't get your applause up. <laughs> I got oh, you. That, that's all right. This is the applause enough. This is our Brooklyn theme music. Come on, sis. And now your host. That queen. That chick. That woman. That lioness. Simone. Hey. Hey, Nicholas. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, as you mentioned, Ooh, wait a second. Yes, I am that one, that woman, that chick, that boy, that queen. Who am I? The lioness. Where are we? Where are we? We are in the lion's you. den, sis. We are in the lion's den. Woo, every third Fridays. Oh my goodness. Welcome back, oh. everybody. Yeah. That seemed like it was a very long month. It sure did. It sure yeah. did. You know, but welcome to our honorable love month edition of the Lion's Den. Oh man, I, I enjoy it. Says I, I miss you. I'm I, you know, I miss you. This is Valentine's Day, so I, I just want to let you know happy Valentine's Day to my sister, the Queen Lioness herself. Oh, thank you, thank yes, you, yes, and of yes. course, happy Valentine's Day to uh, Mrs. Auntie from the Unk. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know, yes, yes. My yes. husband said something crazy on Sunday talking about you know, men can give Valentine's gifts too. Er? Well, let me, let me tell you something. I, I'm gonna stand in. I'm gonna stand in agreement with the lion. Oh, <laughs> first oh and my foremost. goodness! <laughs> Daphne Nicholas Jr. We, no. we shall receive. I am willing to receive. Shout to my whole OSG family. In the house. You see it? Boom! Just like that. See how I busted out? Boom! My whole OSG family in the house. <laughs> Easy, um, right, because we already have some of our OSG family that is lighting up the chat. Yes. I yes. just want to say welcome and thank you for always being so supportive. Of course, we cannot begin without giving a shout out to our visionary, that easy breezy steezy Dennis McKeezy. Yes, the yes, CEO, yes. Oh, visionary, founder, chief, and president of the official Off School Grounds Coalition LLC. Coalition, Please. that's right. Otherwise Woo. known as OSG. And yes, thank yes, you, yes, everyone. Yes. As my uncle said, I am Simone A. Nicholas. I am known as the Lioness, and welcome to the Lion's Den. Um, I gotta so tell you, I gotta tell you something, uh, sis. You look yes. really radiant. Like you, you are really shining today for some reason. You look beautiful, sis. Oh, oh well, you are so radiant, radiant I today. To, I have to show you. I have to show you something. <laughs> ah, yeah. Look what's going on here. <laughs> what we got? What we working on? Oh man, come on now. We now are getting ready to have Lions Den merch. That's us. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait. Hello. Hello. Yes. Somebody call Eminem. Tell him come pick up the people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so we will let you know about our Lions Den merch uh, made possible by Crystal Charlemagne Daniels. And thank you very much for that merch. But 
again, we hey, are Crystal. coming back. Uncle Lays wear size XL. XL, Crystal. <laughs> okay, Nisi Crystal, double XL or XL or whatever it is for Unc. But yes. uh, come on, we got to go back to, to special love month. There's a yes. reason why we are honoring the queens during love month. Well, one, we do honor the queens all of the time. But this is a very special month for me. So if I can show you a video really quickly, the video says everything about our guests. So we can start the video from the very beginning. Hey, queen. Hey, queen. Hey, queen sister. Girl, you've done it again. You are constantly raising the bar for all of us and doing so flawlessly. You do know that you're that girl, right? I hope that when you wake up in the morning and look in the mirror, you see how divine you are. Know that so many people want what you got. You have dreams to fulfill and promises to yourself that you must keep. I know at times you feel underappreciated and misvalued. Trust me, we've all been there. So it's necessary that you can count on yourself. Now, don't go seeking perfection. Extend yourself a little grace. Don't be afraid to celebrate the little wins as much as the big ones. You, Miss Thang, are courageous. You are dynamic. You are principled. So baby girl, just remember, respect is a minimum. There's a sweet justice in knowing that the path you are on was designed for you and you alone. Doing right by yourself never goes out of style. Everything about you is majestic and a force to be reckoned with. Trust me, people are paying attention. You're special and worthy of praise. Don't shy away from it. And you don't have to get your groove back because guess what? You never lost it. It's also important to rest. Make sure your hustle doesn't get in the way of your health. Girl, take care of yourself. And the next time you want to second guess yourself, don't do it. So pause for a second right now and relax, relate, release. You are needed, you are appreciated. Girl, you make me so proud and I love you. Remember, you are 100% that queen. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm. Yes. Okay, so there is absolutely a reason why I chose that specific video for love month. One, sidebar, we didn't know that we were going to lose Mother Sicily. So I think it's absolutely appropriate that we do pay homage to Mother Sicily. But two, love month, you know, leading into Queen Month, the Queen Month March, a part of it that says, girl, you make me so proud and I love you. Girl, you are 100% that queen. So, so excited. That queen that we are bringing is the president and chief education officer of a coalition called REACH, which stands for Reimagine Excellence and Achievement Consultant House. She's a senior academic facilitator. She works directly with people, whether it's, well, of course, it has to be virtually now, but she was a Zoom you know, maven before we had to be Zoom mavens. She has been a leader locally, 
at the district level, at the city level, at the state level, and at the federal level. But I don't wanna take all of the stuff away. I get to also be her little bratty sister, no matter what. She came into my life 15 years ago and now she stuck with me. So without further ado, I would love for everybody in the den to please receive Dr. Monica George Fields. Hi everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, you are the bratty little sister. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Lions Den. You guys do not understand. And if I get emotional, I know that this is a safe place here for me to talk to you about this. I met Monica approximately 14 years ago when she absolutely was the matriarch <laughs> of a group of schools to which I had the honor of supporting. And within the past 14 years, all little black girls, young black women, older seasoned black women need a Monica George Fields in their <laughs> life. You will get to hear about her and know her the same way I do. Um, I don't really share, so it's a little hard for me right now, but I really want you to see and understand the dynamic that is Monica George Field. And why you will hear me say again, girl, you make me so proud and I love you. And girl, you are 100% that queen. So Monica, welcome to the lion's den. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Anything for you. Yay, 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 yay. Okay. All right. I want to okay. say this before, my, before the doctor speaks. I just want to say that before you came on, I got my phone was going off. Dennis McKeezy kept hitting me. He was like, do you understand who's coming on today? Now, me not being in education, not understanding. I'm just Uncle Lays that they just dragged to the party. And let me tell you something. I got some time. I, I got to spend a few minutes with the with the good doctor before you guys got to see her. And let me tell you something, man. This is a, a blessing. And I'm so happy and humbled to be in your presence, sister. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm I'm thrilled. I can't wait to spend time with you guys. Oh my. Yes, yes, because that's something that we tend to do a lot of, but thank goodness we do it well. So, Monica, yes, I'm going to yes. go back to some of the um stanzas that I heard in the video. First one is you are constantly raising the bar for all of us and doing so flawlessly. Dr. Monica, can you please talk, talk to us and tell us who is Monica the girl from Harlem? So Monica the girl from Harlem, I am always in quintessential that project grant housing girl from Harlem, 125th Street. You can't get more Harlem than that. That's what I always say. People claim they're from Harlem, but they can't get more Harlem than 125th Street Grand Houses. Um, and so that is in me, it's instilled in me, and it drives every single thing that I do because everything that I want to leave here is something that people from my community, and I consider that place, my community, can benefit from. 
I'm always looking to ensure that um, the student, the kids, the families, the people who grew up with me, who still live there, are anywhere and anytime they see me, that they are proud of what I'm doing and that I'm making them proud. So uh, we had our own little community. We had our, we may have been poor, but we didn't know it because we were rich in love and rich in relationships. And um, I take that. So that's who I am first and foremost. I am never more than that girl who was raised by that entire community and all the mothers of that, that housing project. But Monica, in the video, it says, and I quote, you do know that you are that girl, right? <laughs> you just happened to say it and that was my next sentence. Sorry for cutting you off. But it's so important what you're saying because, you know, your trajectory of life is a testament to the very children that we all serve. Right. right. So again, Monica from 125th Street, you know, somebody called McClarity because, you know, she was always like Harlem. Trust me. McClarity, she love us some Harlem. McClarity, don't play around. McClarity and Dane. Harlem. I was in I was in Melbourne. I was in Melbourne a couple of days ago, Queen. You didn't know that. I was out there having some soul food a couple of days ago in Melbourne on 100, uh, 114th Street down there in Harlem the other day. I love Harlem. Yeah. yeah. I love Harlem. So how did Harlem shape Monica the academic? You know, like how did school, how did the village, how did all of that shape your early life? Well, you know, it's interesting because although I grew up there, I didn't go to school there. So in the 60s and um, in the late, in the 60s uh, and early 70s, the Department of Education in New York City um, was going through a lot of lawsuits because uh, of the segregated school system. And so it allowed black families to opt to have their children desegregate some of the more wider districts and schools. And so my mother opted into that um, desegregation uh, system. And my brothers and sisters and I all went to the Upper West Side schools to attend school there. So although I lived in Grant my entire life until I left to go to college, I was educated on Upper West Side schools. And um, and so I saw the dichotomy of what was being provided to the to the people that I lived and grew up with, and what was being provided uh, in the schools where 95, 99% of the people there were white kids, um, um, unlike myself. And I saw that there was a difference between the education on the Upper West Side and the education in Harlem as a child, as a as a as a you know youngster, and so I knew something was wrong when I was very young about the education system, and then on top of that, my brother who was two years older than I had severe dyslexia and never learned to read, and so what little he learned to read I taught him, and he grew up to be a functional illiterate. 
And, um, you know, I have a lot of funny stories about how I helped him get through life um, uh, as a teenager and other things, other, other ways, but he couldn't read. He could barely read or write. And, um, and then when I was about eight or nine years old, my grandmother who lived in St. Nicholas housing project, I found out that she could not read or write. And so I had one of the elders of my family and one of the youngest people in my family sandwiched in not, mm. not being literate. And so that actually drove me to school and wanting to be educated even more because I could not understand as a child how this could happen. I could almost understand it around my grandmother who was born in the early 1900s, but I couldn't understand how it can happen with her who was a person who was born in 1917 and someone who was born in 1962. Mm. How does that happen? And um, the only commonality that I found was that we were all people of color. We were all black. And if they were receiving the same education that was being received in Harlem versus the education that was being offered in the Upper West Side, I could see why there was such disparity in um, the literacy rate uh, between the people that I lived with and grew up with and the people that I, would be, I was being educated with. So that, that informed my early years um, as a child around school and my understanding of what education was supposed to be, but actually what it was for some people. Wow. Well, thank you. So you again led me into my next stanza from <laughs> the video. There's a sweet justice in knowing that the path you are on was designed for you and you alone. So you talked about, you know, and, and I'm sorry, because I'm thinking about, you said 1917 and 1962, which was 104 years ago and 59 years ago. And yet, and still, we're still looking at the same type of injustices that are occurring 104 years later. So yes, that can absolutely be another show in itself, but that impacted you because now you're getting ready to become Monica, what I like to call the super nerd, right? My, <laughs> you are so gung-ho like, oh, I'm gonna go to college. And not only am I gonna go to college, I'm gonna pick the most southernest, blackest, black, black rattler college there is. That's <laughs> right, fam, you. That's okay. right, HBCU all day. Shout them out, shout them out. That's right, FAMU, the green and orange. That's right. There was no way I was going to a college and wasn't going to an HBCU. So let me tell you, this is a funny story. I actually, so where I grew up, right? I actually grew up down the hill from Kumo D, Easy Lee, the treacherous three, right? All of them. In Unk's language right now. Right, right. Shout no, out my right man, now. L.A. Sunshine, for right, real. L.A. Sunshine, right? <laughs> yeah. I fought with his mother, actually. Um, but I, so, so I actually grew up down the block from them. So they all grew up on a hill, right? 
And um, and I grew up in, in 430, which is the building that's that's down on Morningside Avenue on 125th Street. And so when I was a teenager, I used to hang out with them. So that was my crew, right? Pino and 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 Lee and the whole crew, right? DJ hey, Easy Lee, come Easy on Lee. now. Listen, I had such a Lee knows I had such a crush oh. on Lee. But anyway, I grew up down there. Yeah, that was that. we we go. We go that, that, you know we go with that, right? But that was my crew. That's who I hung out. We hung out in Tom Johnson's, you know, apartment on 125th and St. Nicholas Avenue. Um, every day. That's where we were. That's where they practiced their music. So they were a year or two older than I was. And they all went to, most of them went to Norman Thomas, you know, um, uh, a, a couple people went to Murray Bertram, but they used to hang out and that was the basketball crew as well, right? And so when they went to college, they all went to Texas Southern. So I said, okay, so I'm going to go to Texas Southern. But I knew, and something in the back of my head said, don't trust them. So <laughs> what I did is that I applied to like 12, 13 other colleges. And I got accepted to all of them, Florida A&M being one of them. But I only sent my acceptance letter saying that I would come to Texas Southern because that's where they all were. A couple of months before summer, the end of the year, which is like for them, April was the last, was when school ended in Texas in the southern states. April, beginning of May is when college ends. But up here, I'm a senior in high school and I don't end until June. So I still have some time to make decisions, but I already sent my letter to Texas Southern. They all come back. I don't know. I don't know if they just didn't go to class. Hip hop happened, or or or, or what they were doing. Upset hip hop happened. They all actually came back, and and the only person I think stayed down here was Reggie, and they all came back and was like, "We going to Old Westbury." So I said, "Oh well, then I'm going to Old Westbury." And my father was like, "You're not going nowhere in New York State. You better find another school." And since I had all of these acceptance letters, Florida A&M was one of the schools that still accepted the, the letter later in the year. So I hurried <laughs> up and sent my letter to FAM and was like, here I is. I'm coming to FAMU. And that's how I ended up at FAMU. I was supposed to go to Texas Southern until they all dropped out their freshman year. Oh, wow. And, and they all ended up in Old Westbury and my father wasn't having it. He wasn't having it. <laughs> And look at you now. You are the fierce. Right, yeah. you, you, you got the better of that deal. I just want to say that too. I, I think I did. I think I did because if I had been following following them around the globe, I don't know if I would have finished. <laughs> Shout out to Kumo D. Shout out to Special K, my man LA Sunshine from the from the notorious Treacherous Three. We love y'all, man. They are complete true legends. Love y'all, man. Salute. That was my crew back in the day. So I bet you don't give, know me, the, give me the harmonizing this. Yes, let's don't get me doing it, okay? Oh, you got the, you got the picture. Uh, okay, I'm hearing myself too. That's okay. So 
We talked about Harlem Monica, FAMU Monica. And now, because I like I said, Monica the nerd. So you're now transitioning, but I, I know that you always talk about how important it was for you to stay on top and be the top. So you did that from FAMU. You did that as a teacher. You did that as a learner. You did that as a leader. You did that as a doctoral student. Um, why? <laughs> why? Well, That's right. So that you can, you always want to set yourself up so that you can say no instead of no people saying no to you. And the only way to do that is to have a lot of options in front of you, which means you have to be, um, you, you have to have a lot of achievements. And so uh, one thing I, I, I noticed going to a HBCU, I'm, I'm a huge fan of HBCUs. And I, I think that was the best decision I ever made. Um, and so going to a HBCU, I actually had for a, the very first time being surrounded by 5,000 people who looked like me, who were all focused on education and academics, which I loved, right? Because I credited that for having me, as much as I loved my community, I knew I had to get out of it because that was the height of the crack epidemic, mm. right? So if you weren't, you weren't doing it, you were with it. Like, you, you know, like you had... In order to survive that kind of environment, you can't turn a blind eye to it. There is no walking in and out of your building acting like it doesn't exist. In some way, you either going to be a gotcha or a getcha. You know, you, you, gotta, you can't you live in the middle. Especially on your side, sis, over there by convent and all that over exactly. there. That was crazy. But she went back to it, ladies. She went back to it. So, you know, it's it's like... She she has always aspired to be like, okay, the best. I want to be the best. And I know I'm going to go back, even though I know I have to get out. Because look where PS 153 was. Well, it was, well, okay. So when I became a teacher, I went back mm -hmm. to Harlem to become a teacher. So understand that my experience right as a teenager as a young adolescent before i went to college all informed my thinking that okay we can't we can't live this way you know i remember when i was younger it wasn't like this and so if if we are to lift up the community it has to be through education that has been the one thing that has always gotten the door open for me so when i became a teacher I went back to Harlem to teach, but I didn't actually come back to New York to go to become a teacher. I actually came back to New York from Florida A&M to attend law school. <laughs> yes. I actually came back to attend law school and I remember sitting in the admissions office and saying, you know, what will happen if I take off a year? And um, they were like, oh, well, you can come back. And I was like, so they, but, but one of the conditions of taking off a year was that I had to have a professional job. So I said to the, my counselor, admission counselor, so what, what would you consider a professional job? And he was like, well, you know, you can always teach. 
And I said, okay, I can do that. And I used to teach my brother who, who like I said, what little he, know how to, he knew how to read or write, I taught him. And so I decided, okay, let me be, let me, let me do some teaching and it would be great because then I can teach in Harlem. And that's what I did. And I never left. I, 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 I went to start teaching and um, I, it took me a minute to find my niche because I started in as a high school social studies teacher. Then I was like, oh no, these kids are my age. So <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, wasn't I dating your um your brother? Like, <laughs> oh, like this is not gonna work, right? I was just, was I just at your house? Like, you know, like this is not, this is not yeah, like this is not gonna work. Um, and then I went to junior high school, mm -hmm. and it was like, and that was that was right around the corner. It was at four third um forty three, right around the corner from Grant. And I was like, nope, too close to home. And these kids are too like I knew your older sister. I don't even think I like her. Like, you know, I can't teach you. Well, you know, <laughs> this is not going to work. And then I, I decided, okay, let me, let me try elementary school. And then I went to elementary school and I found the kids were just the right age. I like the older ones, but just the right age. Um, there was enough distance between how, how my age and their age where, where I, I wasn't like, Hmm. Didn't I just see you Saturday night? Like it was just enough distance. Um, and, mm -hmm. and then I can actually do something, you know, I can actually mm -hmm. get back. And I, I started teaching at uh, PS 92 in Harlem on 134th between 8th and 7th Avenue. And I never left. Wow. And so quote unquote, doing right by yourself never goes out of style. Everything about you is majestic and a force to be reckoned with because I don't, I'm listening to the same underlying theme about your passion and your purpose and how you are going to go ye forth because you had a passion when you were a child. You noticed a purpose between your grandmother and your brother as a child. Mm. You were determined with going, well, at first to Texas <laughs> and then Florida. I was following the boys, Simone. So yeah. break. <laughs> yes. Uh, shout out to Gary. You, you know, you're the winner, right? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then coming back, you know, with I'm going to go to law school, but no, let me be a teacher. I think you might have to go on mute. Okay, thank you. Uh, being a teacher, again, passion, purpose, and now teaching and then leading and not just leading, but when I say school turnaround, not just school turnaround, Monica, you turned it around, you turned it out. You are the person that knows how to cultivate relationships and just not relationships between the teacher, uh, the para, the kitchen staff uh, and everybody above, you know how to have the relationship with JetBlue. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to have the relationship with JP Morgan. You know how to have the relationships with those organizations that can make the dollar difference in order to really begin effecting and raising the level of school improvement. 
And so again, passion, purpose. So now you're leaving the nest. Um, yes, you, you absolutely, as I mentioned, were a phenomenal teacher. You were a phenomenal leader. You know, I took a lot of notes. I still all have all of my books <laughs> of when I took a lot of notes. And then now you are, a, you know, Monica, the doctoral student, as far as your doctoral title, your dissertation rather title and your work again back in Florida with Rudy, when Rudy Crew was in Florida. So I keep seeing the same under, you know, the same theme of passion and purpose. So before I talk about reach, I keep seeing a reach. If you could speak to that piece of when you're getting ready to conclude the principalship, conclude uh, working for you know the largest department of education in the country and what i consider flying the nest and why reach so when i became a principal so so when i became um <clears throat> a principal i had five i had five other choices i had six offers at the exact same time and they ranged from a school in Upper West Side in District 3 to a brand new school that was being constructed in Long Island City in Queens to the school that I finally accepted and the other two being somewhere in the middle. Um, 153 was in the most dire need. And I had, at that point, had attended, I was in a free leadership program at City College from through District 5, through Harlem, the Harlem District. And when I went there this first and second day of school, of class, I looked around and the same people who were struggling in District 5 were sitting in the room with me. And mm -hmm. I thought to myself, how in the world are we ever going to think of anything new when we are surrounding each other, even in learning. So the only thing I'm going to end up coming out of here with is talking about our everyday lives of struggle. I need to be somewhere where I can grow. Yes. And so the third day of class that week, I did not show up. I got my stuff and I went to Bank Street. And I sat in that office and I talked to the admission counselor and she said, today's the last day that we're accepting applications. And I said, well, I'll just fill out my application right here. And I sat there until about 9.15 at night and filled out the application, wrote the essay, did everything I needed to do with the custodian. I, re I remember him sweeping in front of me and the whole place was dark. And I did not leave until I turned in my application. I left a free program to pay over $42,000. This is in the late 80s for a, a leadership degree that I felt could help me help my community. I didn't think going into the program that was free was gonna get me there. I did not, and, and I experienced a whole lot of racism and pressure in that, in that program as well at Bank Street. I did not put myself through that and I did not pay that level of tuition or, and, and loans, student loans, because I was too late for scholarships to take a school that did not need help. 
So what not I, you. It didn't mean what I felt like was what I was preparing myself for. Yes. Yes. So when I accepted the school, I accepted the school in the most dire need, which was 153, which had at that point over 1,800 students in one building. I was the fifth principal in five consecutive years. I um, The reading scores was at 9%. The math scores were at 13%. And, um, and there were 81 classes when um, I got there. And so, you know, that's that's what I had prepared myself for. And I, I wanted to prove that there's nothing in the water where we live. There is nothing about our community that will uh, prevent our children from excelling. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that there's anything special about me except I had determination, like many of us do, but mm -hmm. it was coupled with being um, exposed to adults mm. who had very high expectations. And so I knew that if we put that together for the kids in that community on Amsterdam Avenue, on 146th Street, in a school that only knew struggle, it could be the same thing for them too. And I used to always tell my staff, what we're trying to create here is a choice. That if the parents in this community had a choice to send their children anywhere, this would be the place that they would want them to attend. Mm -hmm. So that's what, um, that was the mission. That's what we did. Uh, and, and so it was with my staff. It was with my teachers. There's no way that I could have accomplished what we accomplished in that school by myself. I had phenomenal teachers. And, and they trust are logged on and are principals now. Thank you. <laughs> You're right, because I see um in the comments. I know right. I saw Rivers. Um, I know I might have seen Deb. I mean, all of us that came through 153, <laughs> whether we served from the outside or served from the inside, are now literally principals around the city. And so you know, that type of servant and transformational leadership, I think is so important in order to, for those people who are aspiring in leadership, because again, I'm gonna go back to when you were a little girl, passion, purpose, now reach. I'm sorry to keep using the acronym, <laughs> but I'm sure you have that word on purpose. So Sister Queen Lioness, I'm, I'm conflicted, I'm conflicted. You know why? And I want to, I'm, I'm going to work through my conflict in this statement. It seems that as I'm around all of these great educators, all of these as Dr. Monica is shining the light, and she's basically the, the, the tree that's, plant, that's planting and her seeds are coming out. And I'm seeing it through OSG and I'm seeing it through Akbar Cook's Focus on the Love. I'm seeing it through uh, Principles Ma, Revolutionary Educator. I'm seeing it through all of these amazing principles. It seems as if, and I'm conflicted by it because it seems as if it's through the constant oppression of our people that we are growing such great, powerful superheroes in order to deal with our culture, our culture. So I'm almost saying as if, am I angry that this was beset upon us or am I happy that these people have become so great because of the pressure that was put upon us? I, I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm, I'm trying to work through that right now. 
Well, you can't get diamonds without pressure. There you go. <laughs> there right? you go, sis. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Hey, listen, I thought listen, my job is to throw the alley oop. That's what I'm saying. That's what my I job is to dunk it. I get it, but I told you who I grew up around, so I'm always ready. I'm always on ready. Uh, that's good. That's fine. I'm always on ready. Listen, you can't get pressure without you can't get diamonds without pressure. That's right. That's and right. and no matter what the oppressive um uh goals were for people like us, um, the bottom line is that I said the other day. We don't have to develop grit. We were born with grit. We couldn't get rid of grit if we wanted to. Mm. The very fact that we are sitting here on this continent and made it is that we had ancestors that actually made it through that, that, that middle passage. And so, you know, the very fact that we could be oppressed to the point of, of extinction is, is a phenomenal that will never come true. Um, the, the we in our DNA is kill us. the fact that no. we, we cannot be killed. No, we cannot, um, we cannot no. be pushed aside. We, won't die. we, we are will always rise above people right? who were we on will. the bottom of a filthy, disease infested boat for months. And right. if the ancestors can survive that, right. That like where are we going? We're not going anywhere. We're gonna make it happen, and it could take time, and it did take time. Mm-hmm. But all of even in our darkest hour, we had a Benjamin Banneker. Even mm-hmm. in our darkest hours, we had a W.E.B. Du Bois. Even in our darkest hour, we had a Malcolm X. We had a Martin Luther King. We had a Shirley Chisholm, right? So we had a Mary McClapathoon. We even in our darkest hour, we were still, we still had a Harriet Tubman. Right? We still had, we, we always had people who represented us that that demonstrated whatever kind of oppression. You are never smart enough to outsmart us. You better say that. That's again. why we were the first. Wow. That's you why we're the ancient civilization that built the pyramids. That's why we're the ancient civilization that started a formal writing system. That's, right. That's why we're the ancient civilization that that created societies in a way that um, people are still using today. Now, do you see how Monica so out of the box? Ladies, do you have on YouTube twice? Because I swear he myself twice. <laughs> so do, do you see how out of the box thinker that she is i mean out of the box so monica i'm getting you know i'm getting the reach but dare i talk about how you were the monitor of the monitor unk she worked with the state and she had to monitor the people in parts <laughs> of the state and part of that became for all of my policy lovers over there there is something called <clears throat> the diagnostic tool for school and district effectiveness known as the comprehensive DTSDE school framework. So for those of us, and that's everybody in New York State, exactly. everybody in New York State who was under some kind of formal rubric with regards to school improvement, Monica wrote it. Yes. <laughs> 
She is the author of the policy for New York State School Improvement. The framework, if you want to Google it, is the comprehensive DTSDE school framework. But even better, if you like, mm, I don't know what that means. Here she is. We, we have her information that is going on the bottom of the screen regarding her consultancy um, and REACH. So all of that is leading to the acronym REACH. Why are we reaching, Monica? Why REACH? How was well, that? Because we, we, can't, we can't ever forget that there's something greater out there for us and for our children, right? It's always, you, you started off saying that you, you have, you always have higher and higher goals. What I do is I move the goalpost, right? Mm. So every, after I achieve something, I move the goalpost. I've never made it to the end goal. I've, 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 and, and wherever I end up, the goalposts will be moved for the kids who are coming behind me, for the people who are coming behind me. So I never feel like my job is over, that I, I'm, I'm done. I always feel like I, I need to reach out, assist, support. It, and it's and it's never for it's it's not for myself. I, I do things for the for the village, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm always setting us up for the mm -hmm. next thing because we're not done. We're we not talk done about until, that. right? The we're not done process. until we have that's right. Until we have our place, our rightful place at the table. And it right? should should be our table because it we invented be the table. table. We invented right? the table. Right. We right. invented the table. We started the table, and now we got to be invited to the table. We're not done until we're half passing out the invitations. Mm. Right. We're not done until we are the guard the guard keeper of the door. We're yeah. not done. So we whatever I achieve, whatever I, that's we right. Whatever I am, the goalpost is going to move. When you get to where I am, you are not finished. The goal okay. is for you to surpass me. Don't be like you be better than me. Going to church now. Going to church now. This is beautiful. The goalpost because I refuse mm. to let someone who doesn't look like me move the goalpost beyond my reach. Mm. Mm. So, Monica, for, for everybody that, that uh, may have just be joining us, because, you know, I feel like I need a fan because I'm at church, Unc. <laughs> I keep saying reach, REACH is also an acronym for Dr. Monica George Fields Consultancy, which is Reimagine Excellence and Achievement Consultant House. And uh, move, moving the goal. Oh, I know that's right. I don't even want to have to, like she said everything she needs to say. I just want to just say, she said the power is in the process and you could never be finished. Never, never. never be finished. Do you know the powerhouse people that she has and she brings to reach? Uh, let's talk about my auntie, Elder Susan um, Taylor. Thank you. Yes, I'll <laughs> be with her next Wednesday. We will we'll be together next Wednesday. I'm sorry, am I on that meeting? No, you're not. Okay, <laughs> you I'll be on the next one. You could come. You could come. You could come. How 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 do we get to your podcast? And how do we get to your? Because I listen. I need a dose of this as many times as possible. So yes. how do I get to see this? That's what I need to know. Our podcast is on um, every Wednesday. We're on. We're in season two, and we're on iTunes and Apple, um, Podbean, um, Google Podcasts. Um, 
uh, also iHeartRadio, um, FM Radio, uh, all where podcasts are are um, posted. So it's audio and the video, if, if that's what people prefer. And so we just started season two because last year we had season one. Okay, we ready, had ready, ready for this? Um, listen, listen to the heavy hitters on the fireside chats. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I pulled out my Rolodex and I just started, I just started calling listen. people, and I was like, "Look, I look, need we to got judges. On. We got uh, Elder Susan Taylor. We got Chris Emden. Yes, uh, Pedro yes. Nugera." Yeah, uh, listen, I'm forgetting about 17 people. Please charge it to my head and not my heart. But when I say powerhouse hitters, every author that is there about school improvement and what to do right with black and brown children is on the fireside chats. Well, well right. let, me, let me just say this. I mean, they're smart because you know what? That's the place to go because she is missile sharp. Uh, the Dr. Monica is missile sharp at mm -hmm. getting it where it needs to get to. And I love it because my sister is street, and I and you know me, I speak street all day long. <laughs> you know, but then you. You, you would be surprised to understand Monica, the person is also an introvert. Yes. She's just a writer at heart. And so, you know, she's about to, you know, and she will, because you know, she told me that I was uh almost Dr. Simone Nicholas. So I'm Soon going to, to be. There you go. There you go. There you go, Doc. There you, you go, never sister. You let that go. Don't just no. call her Simone Nicholas. You have to call her soon to be. You got to put that pressure underneath her. That's right. You're a whip. You're a whip. You're a work in progress, Doc. Come on. Soon to be, Doctor. Soon to Simone. be. Soon to be. I, I received that. Thank you so much, Dr. Monica George Fields. But I want to get to something that is very dear um, to you as well to me. And that is your book about your brother. Yes. Yeah, so I'm in a process. Um, I, I a couple of well, almost last year, almost a year ago, I um, selected uh, a publishing company. So I had a couple of publishing companies that wanted to publish the book, and I finally selected one. So I am now in the process of um, writing the book, and we are going over the different chapters. And it is a book about my brother, who the one that I talked about earlier, who uh, grew up to be a functional illiterate and how he influenced my life and the decisions I made as a school leader. And what, um, what I said to my staff was that I will not be complicit in creating another Maurice. Like that yeah. is never going to be on my tab. Um, I may be a lot of things, but I will never repeat that history. Because I know what it is to live with someone. I don't have to read it. I don't have to watch it on TV. And I don't have to be a star in the movie. I mm. know what it is to live next to someone who can't read or write. And I know that pain. Not only do I know the pain that it causes and inflicts on the person, I know the pain that it causes and inflicts on the family. And how it eats at the fabric of the confidence of the family for generations. And so I will never be a part of that. And we will never produce that in our school. Um, and so thinking about all of the turns that we had at 153 to get the kids, to get students and the staff where we needed them to be, um, I always had something that I, I thought about where he was always right there in front of me. 
um, where he was always, I, I, I could think of him and think of something that I learned from him that led the way of why I needed to make the decision that I needed to make. Uh, I have three girls, you know that, Simone, but my son, Hector, was a student at 153. In fact, Hector was in Jason Rivers' class, and Jason was like, you're supposed to teach them, not take them home. And, you know, like, I I, I found out he was in court. I went to court and got him. I, the judge was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to let you go home with her because I think any any ruling that I give will never be as tough is what you're going to get ready to live with right now. I can't <laughs> send you anywhere that's going to be worse than where you get ready to go. So you, I'm going to let you go home with her. <laughs> and he, oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. He was my, he was my son. That's my boy. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I, I, I do this because this is what we need to do. Mm -hmm. that it's just, it's just that simple. It's, it's what needs to happen for our community. We've got to be to a point where we become self-sufficient, mm -hmm. where every child who looks like us is is rising to the top of their game, whatever that is, right? And um, where every school staff member understands wow. that our children are worth it. Mm, mm. Passion, purpose, <laughs> reach. I got a question. How come, how come we don't have a two-hour Lions Den? That's all I'm trying to say because this is not enough. <laughs> because we, we got to have enough. a part one and a part two. Um, yeah, listen. I know. Let, I know. Let me, let me just say this to you, and, 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 and I just am so – I'm in love with everything that we got going on right here. And, and Dr. Monica, you are a blessing because you speak to my heart, and I know you speak into everybody's heart out there because we know that that fight is like a blanket sometime on us, and we need that sharp spear. Sister, you are a sharp spear, and I am, I am totally impressed, and I am totally just grateful to be in your presence. And this, and listen, it's hard because Uncle Lays, I talk a lot of spit, you know, <laughs> I talk a lot of spit. <laughs> but let me just say this though, you know, like as far as I'm concerned, like if this is what the Lions Den is about, this is what the Lions Den should be about. Shout to my OSG family. Shout to the Queen Lioness herself. And let me tell you something: the Queen Lioness has been pretty timid today. <laughs> I don't normally see that. Listen, my little sister is my little sister. Love you and Zinga. My little sister is on here today. Yeah, and she, and um, I'm an I'm the oldest of my mother's children, even though I'm the middle of my father's children, and. Sometimes you just need your big sister to kind of get you in a right moment right. because right. it's one thing to pour, it's another thing to receive. And during Love Month, I wanted to pour for our listeners, but I know that I needed to receive from my big sister. I know I needed that. And that's mm -hmm. why I strategically told her February <laughs> on purpose, yeah. right? Oh, so yeah. going back to the video, you are worthy of praise and don't shy away from it. And for me, this is what she tells me. The next time that I want to second guess myself, don't do it. Because mm -hmm. there have been times during leadership, right? And even two hours ago, she said, I, 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 no, no, we got this. What did I teach you? 
you take the goalposts and walk with it. Matter of fact, run. You write the narrative and if necessary, change the narrative. And that's something that we discuss all the time at OSG. Am I correct? Yes, Shani, she will get somebody together. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> by, by the way, by the way, the chat Shani, is on fire. And McClarity, I got somebody from Harlem for you, okay, honey? The charity is on the chat. I'm sorry, the chat is on fire, by the it way. It is on fire right now. My Shout out God. to Dusko, Dame Dash at Dusko Poppinson. He's a Harlem, he's a straight Harlem dude. Shout straight out to Harlem. my OSG family. Shout out to Principal Akbar Cook, Focus on the Love coming out. Shout out to Principal Ra. Also, make sure you shop at the OSG Network. And also, also uh, Dr. Monica, you know, OSG also publishes books, and we give a way better rate than any of the scholastic companies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But before we go, before we go, I have to, again, refer to Monica, the servant, Monica, the giver. That's just her spirit and her heart. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Alice Allen Scholarship Fund for the Arts. Yes, that was from my, that's my mother who passed away. Um, she, uh, you know, had my oldest brother at 15 and my, and was married at 16 and was one of the very few African-American students accepted into um, uh, uh, music and arts mm -hmm. uh, in the 50s. And uh, she couldn't attend the school because she had my brother and had gotten married. And so uh, she spent, after I introduced my daughter and my nephew into Harlem School of the Arts, she spent over 25 years volunteering at HSA, um, supporting the dance company there. And so uh, I wanted to create a scholarship in my mother's name for students who were interested in the arts, who also needed assistance and help, and particularly uh, academic help, because so often, you know, it's a it's a this or that, and it shouldn't have to be. It should be this and that. Whatever makes you great, whatever whatever gets you out of bed in the in the morning, um, to be able to go to school. That's what I want you to be able to do. So if that's to go and dance, or if that's to go to rap. Or is that if that's to go to sing or play the piano or guitar or violin or whatever it is, I want you to be able to do that and still have support. And so the scholarship fund is in her name, but it's to support those children who um, attend schools like Harlem School of the Arts, whose parents may not be able to support them financially to do that. Where can we go to support the Alice Allen Scholarship Fund for the Arts? That you can come, you can go to the website, um, the Alice Allen Foundation, um, and uh, you'll see that there's a place to donate there. Um, okay. Or you can contact me at Reach and we'll do okay. that. Okay. Oh my goodness, wait a second. <laughs> Is it an hour already, Unc? Um? You know, it's crazy. It went by so fast. It's crazy, sis. Oh um, my goodness. Uh, I, I, listen, I'm going on in half an hour to do the Raw Perspective at 7.30 over on Facebook. So I just want to yeah. just thank you for having me. And I would not miss it. I'm telling you. <laughs> I was like, I moved everything around to be here today because I was like, there's no way I'm missing this one. This one is I crazy. appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing that. I'm glad you were here. Wow. <laughs> 
I hope you're glad you were here. Oh, I'm so glad I was here. And I will be stalking you all over your podcast I'm, as I'm, well. I'm with it. I hope everyone needs to subscribe. We're back for the second season. And um, and so, you know, we're, we're I'm actually I'm, uh, reviewing chapters in different education books for people because I know they want to use literature, but nobody really has the time to read the whole thing. So I'm actually doing a reading for them and then giving them the highlights of what they can use in their schools. Um, so that's what the focus of the podcast is, as well as, you know, conversations. But I'm, thank you, little sis, for inviting me. Soon to be Dr. Nicholas. Uh -huh. So before we go, you know, just thank you Unc, so much for ensuring that we highlight and promote our OSG family. I also would like to highlight my Black Edfluencers family, that's BU. Um, there will be an official launch on February 25th at 5.30 p.m. So please make sure you go to www.thebe-u.org. That's T-H-E-B-E-U.org. And that's for my uh, BU folks. Uh, shout out to Dr. Shango Blake, who is the visionary president and CEO of blackinfluences.org. So can we please play the video before we go again? So that way we can hear it a little differently now that we know just a small taste of who is Dr. Monica George Field. <laughs> hey, queen. Hey. Hey. Girl, you've done it again. You are constantly raising the bar for all of us and doing so flawlessly. You didn't know that you're that girl, right? I hope that when you wake up in the morning and look in the mirror, you see how divine you are. Know that so many people want what you got. You have dreams to fulfill and promises to yourself that you must keep. I know at times you feel underappreciated and misvalued. Trust me, we've all been there. So it's necessary that you can count on yourself. Now, don't go seeking perfection. Extend yourself a little grace. Don't be afraid to celebrate the little wins as much as the big ones. You, Miss Thang, are courageous. You are dynamic. You are principled. So baby girl, just remember, respect is a minimum. There's a sweet justice in knowing mm. that the path you are I was designed for you and you alone. Doing right by yourself never goes out of style. Everything about you is majestic and a force to be reckoned with. Trust me, people are paying attention. You're special and worthy of praise. Don't shy away from it. And you don't have to get your groove back because guess what? You never lost it. It's also important to rest. Make sure your hustle doesn't get in the way of your health, girl. Take care of yourself. And the next time you want to second guess yourself, don't do it. So pause for a second right now and relax, relate, release. You are needed, you are appreciated. Girl, you make me so proud and I love you. Remember, you are 100% that queen. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was awesome guys. 
Oh, so good. So good to meet you, Dr. Monica. That was Thank beautiful. You. That was Thank beautiful. Uh, and I will you. be I will be uh stalking your uh your podcast. By the I way. hope so. I hope That's so. Right. I hope we That's don't disappoint. It. No, I'll definitely be there. Um, you're amazing. And um, and my sister Queen knows it already, even if her mic is not on. <laughs> they they muted her they That's muted the, the queen don't you dare mute the queen for the love of <laughs> i'm over here talking like why don't they hear me yeah. <laughs> listen monica oh my god one of the main things that they that the video also said is you are needed and you are appreciated thank you so much for visiting us in the lion's den uh mm. um, I can't help but say that for the first time in Lion's Den history, the lion said something in the chat. <laughs> the lion spoke in the chat. <laughs> look at me moving the goalposts. Yeah, 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 yeah. The lion is speaking. Right? So, yeah, yeah. again, I, I thank everyone. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that uh, OSG is absolutely a family. Uh, all of us wouldn't be here without a Dr. Monica George Fields um, in their lives, whether it is her or somebody who is the essence of her. So Monica, thank you. I love you. You are hundred percent that queen. Uh, I said her name wrong earlier. So sorry, Nisi, Crystal, Daniel, Charlemagne. Thank you for the Lion's Den merch. Unk, thank you so much for making it. OSG family, thank you so much. Don't forget that we have a lot of act, uh, activities and events that are coming up. We have um, Roz Educator Conference. We have uh, Happy Birthday, Happy Belated Birthday, Principal Akbar Cook, as well as his book that is coming out. Yes, we have yes. the second season of the Ask Dr. Riley Show. Dr. Riley. And, and uh, just... Uh, Shepherd Ave by Dr. Andrew, Andrew Malik, Malik Andrew Smalls as well. Shepherd Ave is coming out. And hopefully we're going to have a cooking show by uh, Principal Constance, Mother Love. Yes, yes. <laughs> and also, shout out to my brother, Dame Dash, who has uh, the Dame Dash on uh, the app that's out now, Dame Dash Studios. Make sure you subscribe to the Dame Dash Studio app and make sure we get that app as well because he's got content and he's got, you can buy things. And you know it's Harlem, so you know it's fly. So you know how yes. Dame is. So right before we before can we I just go? give one plug, please? Oh, I want everyone to look out this fall for the hip hop education times reach conference that Chris Emden and I will be sponsoring this fall. Oh. The hip hop education slash reach conference. Please I'm, look out for that. I am definitely going oh my to look out for that. And definitely. we have to make sure that. Everybody also go on the official OSG.org because we do have, uh, show them your shirt, Unc, show them your shirt, official right. OSG merch. Right. Official. And so before official. we close, everybody, I always have to give respect to our queens who are no longer with us, as well as the ones who are here and the ones who are in training. Yes. I am the granddaughter of Gretchen and Ruth. I am the daughter of Andrea and bonus daughter of Rashida. I am the bonus mother of Sanaya. I am the sister of Valerie and Zenga and Fatina and the bonus sister of Vera and Tiffany. I am the queen auntie of Nicole, Jasmine, Jade, 
Aaliyah, Nariah, and Hannah because I am that one, that woman, that chick, that boss, that queen. His queen always, because it's love month, I love you, Stafford Nicholas Jr. I am Simone A. Nicholas, otherwise known as the Lioness. And thank you for visiting us for another episode of The Lion's Den. Please come back for March, because March is officially Queen Month because it's my birthday month. So we will see you then. Listen, you and the queen have the same birthday. Like y'all a day apart, so it's going to be crazy. (laughs) Monica, I love you. Thank you so much. This has been so enjoyable. Thank you, everybody. It has been a pleasure. Please stay safe. Please stay in love and please come back. Thank y'all. Have a great night.